Welcome to the Sisterhood of Secrets, where we explore the world of weird. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Sisterhood of Secrets. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Taylor. And just for all you listeners out there, you need to know what I'm wearing. And it's a exclusive Sisterhood of Secrets sweatshirt. And it looks great. It's freaking cute. I made a post about it. Y'all should like it. Um, <laughs> even if you don't like it. Do your girl a solid. Yeah. Because this is a high quality sweatshirt. <laughs> high quality. No, really it is. It's soft on the inside. It's thick. It's um, soft on the outside too. It's a nice And the print sweatshirt. looks well. Like, I mean, yeah. I think it did, they did great. I even washed it. Wow. And yeah. it held this softness. Yeah. That's great. I did not dry it because I don't dry a lot of things. Yeah. There is, that is one thing that I will complain about is like they are 100% cotton. So yeah. be careful with that. So it is what it is. We don't have that choice. You know, those yeah. third party companies, they got to get you somehow. <laughs> um, that's one of them. Yeah. But this episode, we are going to focus primarily on Halloween because it's coming up. It's next week. Yeah, I mean, this was the party weekend for Halloween. Um, it was. Everybody had their parties. I've seen lots of costumes. Very cool costumes. Yeah. Next year, we'll get back in on that. Yeah. Um, I didn't do shit. <sighs> Nothing? Nothing. No Halloween festivities. We carved pumpkins. That was fun. Um, I watched Insidious by myself yesterday. Did you have fun? I did. Yeah. I fell asleep during the second one. Sorry. <laughs> I did make some apple cider margaritas, and I will tell you. Shut up. They were <laughs> awesome. I'm so glad they were awesome for you. I've never, I mean, I'm not a big apple cider fan, but I just felt like apple cider was like where we needed to be for this fall season. And it was a, I just want to be able to sip a margarita again. I'm ready for that. It'll be soon. Yeah, it's super, it's coming up super quick. But, um. Oh, and while we're on that topic, uh, Taylor will be leaving. She'll have some maternity leave. I don't know how long she'll be gone. Just whenever she feels like coming back. She'll or come I back. might not come back. Ever. Then we'll have to cancel the podcast. <laughs> Anyway, yes, she's coming back. So while she's gone, the IT guy is going to fill in for her. So I'm so sorry, guys. He'll be an honorary sister for a few weeks. Um, Just so everybody knows, the IT guy is Stephanie's husband. So <laughs> yes. enjoy that. <laughs> yeah. We'll be fighting the whole time. Yeah. Maybe I'll still Brady over here. He'll sub in. <laughs> so he can fight about the moon and like... <laughs> yeah, we could talk about the moon landing. He would really love that for oh you. Oh my gosh. We would fight. Yes. So let's get into it. I'm going to start this episode talking about Samhain. So Samhain is the Gaelic festival that occurs on November 1st, and it marks the end of the harvest season and the beginning of the winter, which is the darker half of the year. And so Samhain is where Halloween originally kind of came from. For everyone that doesn't know what Samhain is, it Mm -hmm. also looks like Samhain. Yeah, it does look like Samhain. She said it the proper way. Yeah, it's pronounced Samhain. It's Gaelic. So it's... Man, I don't really understand the pronunciation guides, how this works out, I don't the, either. how they're written, and then that's what you get. But anyway, so celebrations began on the evening of October 31st because in the Celtic day, it began and ended at sunset, which is cool. Weird. So they would start it in, on October 31st and it would end the next day. And so it's halfway between the autumn equinox and the winter solstice so it's like right in that in-between stage so we're just we're kind of celebrating change and the death of summer and stuff like that yeah dead things love it yeah samhain was celebrated with large gatherings and feasts i'm i love that i love a gathering love a feast i don't like a gathering but i do love food that's true yeah this is a time when ancient burial mounds were open 
and it was considered when portals could be opened other places. So when they would open these mounds, this is when people from other realms or other worlds could come back, could come see you, or you could venture through. In the mound? Yeah, it's a like a, a mausoleum almost, but oh. it's a mound. Mm-hmm. And then some Neolithic passage tombs in Ireland and Britain are aligned with the sunrise at the time of Samhain. So. On that specific day, the sunset will meet the opening of these passages. Creepy. Isn't that so cool? Bonfires and sacrifices were also important aspects of Samhain. It, they all have different significances, and it's pretty much all about protection and just celebration. So during Samhain, they also took all of the cattle that were in the summer pastures and the livestock were brought down, and then some of the livestock was harvested for winter supplies. So that's when we would prepare for the winter situation poor little cows yeah special bonfires were lit to provide protection and cleansing power so they would light these giant bonfires around their farms and it would protect the livestock from creatures that might possibly slip between the veil during Samhain and it would protect the farmers who live there Samhain is a threshold festival this is what I thought was so cool I thought you would love this when this is when the boundaries between our world and the other side are thin Making contact with spirits, fairies, and other creatures more likely. Fairies? Yes. Oh, the Bat Boys. The Bat Boys. Yes. So you could contact. Okay. On Halloween, go outside and just like scream for them. I mean, I'm going to be screaming for fictional ones. Oh, okay. Um, So when you're, you would offer food and it would kind of like ensure your survival through this harsh winter. So you'd be like, please, this is a gift to you. Yeah, here's a loaf of bread. Take me to your realm. Don't kill me and make sure I have a good winter. That's pretty much what it was about. And at this time, also, souls from the departed would also return and they could visit their families because the veil was thin. And so they could enter back through and they could talk to you and visit you. And people would set out a plate for their lost relatives at the dinner table. And after the meal, they would take the dinner plate out and give it to the, the creatures, the fairies. Weird. Yeah. It's pretty sweet, though, I think. So we think this is where trick-or-treating kind of came from because the thought of spirits visiting house to house and getting a special treat or something like that, um, because also people would travel around the community and they would gather and they would visit and things like that and the treats would be exchanged. So we're thinking that's why we do trick-or-treating the way that we do now. Um, And then people would also wear masks and things like that to protect themselves from spirits or fairies seeing their faces so that they would be protected while they were out having a good time and partying or whatever. Isn't so that cool? are the fairies bad or good in this sense? Well, I'm getting, a, I'm getting, well, you know, the episode we did on fairies and then we talked about changelings, like changelings with still children or, and then we talked about how some fairies, you know, they're very mischievous and they like to play pranks on people. And sometimes those pranks are pretty scary. Dude, I think we might be a family of fairies. We might be. You think about our childhood? I think we're changelings. That's Don't just say me. that. That's just me. That's where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> so I also saw this thing when I was talking about the colors of Halloween because orange is one of my least favorite colors. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I'm not a big orange girl. Not many people look good in orange, you know? No. But I do love it for Halloween, you know? I'll rock an orange shirt for Halloween. I'm not going to lie. Thoroughly believe that orange just came from a pumpkin. Because they're orange. Well, they were saying that black and orange have, like, specific reasons as to why we use those colors. And black represents, like, it's going to be longer day. It's going to be shorter days, longer nights. It's dark, death, you know, the death of the, the warmer months. Orange representing the fire that protects you. 
during that makes these a whole festivals. lot more sense than a damn pumpkin yeah also pumpkins too you know whatever but during um Samhain, they didn't use pumpkins traditionally so yeah that came later. that came later yeah and then Celtic people were super superstitious, right? And they were scared of places that were in between. Like we said, Samhain is in between, right? It's in between the winter solstice and the autumn equinox. So it's like right in the middle. And they are kind of scared about that. Like places that were in between were very scary to yeah. them. Like the shore is an in-between between the water and the land. So that's a place where you might encounter those creatures that could grab you. A bridge is an in-between. A doorway is an in-between. And where you could be taken. So the, they had a real hard time this time of year. Yeah. Yeah. It's real difficult. Well, for that's them. why they did such a big celebration. And like bonfires were so important. And making those food sacrifices and even sacrificing livestock were so important to them. Because it was a protection thing. And... And this is the reason why they thought they were so scary is because those boundaries, again, are so weak that those creatures can come through from the other world. Are they going to take ours. you to the other world? Maybe. Maybe they, I mean, that would be scary. I mean, if that was true, people would be lining up. Let's just be real. Based on what to we've the, read. To the fairy realm, yeah. I'm talking about to like a different way. <laughs> like, what? there's another door, you know? Yeah. Well, like, and that's why take I, it I, to hell. There, a lot of their fairy tales are like that. You know, there's a troll under the bridge and things like that. So, oh. Yeah, it makes sense. You that know? makes more sense. And there were certain things that they would do during Samhain that was like just part of their tradition, things that they did. And one was called a dumb supper. And so Irish and Scottish Celts, they would appease their dead by giving them supper. Like I said, they would serve them food and it would be an absolute silence. Strange. I could not. Yes. And they would place a set for the head of their house, whoever it was, their ancestors who have passed on. They would have, they would have head at the table and they would be given food and drink. The food was done or whatever. They would throw it out, like I said earlier, and they would give it to the, the people, the things that lived in the woods. It's creepy. This has nothing to do with Halloween, but isn't there a Jewish tradition on Passover where they set an extra plate out and somebody can come walk in the door or something like this? I don't know. That's something we'll have to look into. Yeah. That's I don't really know why sweet, they just though. remembered my brain. I don't think it has anything to do with loved ones. I think it has something to do with like just um, being there for someone. No, it's something about the seven, something about oils. You know, there's like an oil for so long. Mm, I don't know. It's around Passover, I think. I this know. is nothing to do with Halloween. That's nothing to do with the episode, guys. If you know, chime in. Yeah, I don't know. So, and then there's also the witches' Sabbath. And so, Samhain is also the night of the great Sabbath for witches. And it's called Hallowmas. And all witches of Scotland would gather together and celebrate and prophesize. And they would cast spells. And the tradition on this night is that you could see witches flying through the sky on their broomsticks. That's so cool. Yeah. And apparently they would also ride black cats. There would be ravens, horses, all of these animals. They would ride through the night on Hallowmas ride. Yeah, for real. It's a tiny little witch. <laughs> or a really big cat. Or maybe it was like a bunch of cats pulling a wagon. That seems like <laughs> the Santa Claus for witches. Yes, it's black cats instead of reindeer. And then, like people who lived in the villages were terrified. And then it's like pulling a cauldron. Yeah, that would be so cool. It's so called. Or they're just, or they're just like rolling it down the hill. You know, yeah. there's that one. And it's like meow. Yeah, and the most fearsome witch was the queen of witches, the Irish Morrigan. And she was supposed to, like, Morgan Le Fay, and she was very scary. And so she ruled that night. 
and you had to be careful where you went. So you stayed in the protected areas of your bonfires and in your, your gatherings of your home and stuff like that. So do you feel like if they saw a black cat during this time, they would be like, oh, shit. Oh, there was a huge thing where like ravens, black cats were all being like killed because they were associated with witches. And then the more um, the church came into these regions where these pagan religions were so strong, it was even worse. You know, I mean, that's where the witch hunts started, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then another, like, super important tradition during this time is the sharing of ghost stories and the seeing of ghosts. People would see ghosts and they'd share these stories. And there's a rich history of Celtic ghost stories and things like that. It's really cool. Like the Banshee, I think we talked about her in a previous episode. A lot of those stories and experiences came around during this time, during Samhain. We should do this for Halloween. Have Samhain? Just, you know, have a bonfire. It's so crazy how similar it is. And it's not anything. It's really a positive thing. You're just preparing for the year and for the winter and just accepting that things end. Yeah. Which is important. It's very important. Also, there were people called the Druids. And they're a religious order. And they worshipped many pagan gods. And not any god had... Pretty much there were, there were so many of them and they all worship them equally. But there was one god that was a little bit more scarier than the others. And that was Samhain. He was a druid god. And he was the god of death. And so these druids were considered wizards or like soothsayers. And they would, you know, prophesize and things like that. Did you know that Samhain was actually not the god of death? That was a Protestant rumor? Let's blow your fucking mind. You did. Yeah. You did. He is a Celtic god, but he does not represent death. Maybe it's just changing. Because what I have here, it just says that he represents the changing of the seasons. That's what he, I mean, that's what it is. But everybody's spread. That's why he's so scary. Oh. Because he's like, oh, he's dead. So we had to, they had to turn him into some sort of like. Yeah. They called him like the god of, you know, the god of the dead in Celtic uh, belief. Mm -hmm. That was a Protestant or a real Christian belief at the time. Mm Mm-hmm. When they started, like, trying to turn people away from those beliefs. And they're like, Sam Hain is actually going to take you. That's terrible. Yeah. But yeah. there's no... I mean, obviously, there's no facts behind that. There's just a rumor. And a rumor spread fast. Yeah. The Druids, all they did in order to satisfy <clears throat> him, the changing of the seasons, they would offer food again, just like many of the other Celtic people. And they would do animal sacrifices. But, you know. What else can we really do, you know? Yeah. Like, people weren't being sacrificed and crazy things like that it was never like a an evil thing so yeah but a lot of people believe that animal sacrifices is an evil thing if, well they hate them sort. i mean yeah but still they're killing in the name of somebody else that's true that's true i get that i'm gonna pick up from here and talk about halloween coming to america coming to america i love that movie me too it's funny not the second one I haven't seen the second one i watched it trash oh usually is yeah terrible it's sorry. <laughs> when the British come to North America, they brought these traditions with them, right? So they had like, they celebrated Halloween in a more mild way. So we we turned from Sam Hain and stuff like that to we still lit bonfires. We still did all these things. It was just a little bit more tamer. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just the British. It was also the Irish. I should say that as well. The Puritans of New England, they refused to observe any of the holidays that might be associated with a pagan belief. Right. So, obviously, that includes Christmas and Easter, which a lot of people are like that today. You know, they don't celebrate these things. Yeah. But they kept the observance of Guy Fawkes Day, which is on November 5th, as a reminder of their supposed moral superiority to Catholics. 
Interesting. <laughs> I like how we keep things. I like how they were mad at Catholics for like demeaning their religion, but then their response yeah. to that, they're saying they're better than Catholics. I don't I don't really know what was going on back then. It just seemed like a hard time to be anybody. Yeah. You couldn't believe shit. It's true. You just kept your mouth shut. So if you're like me and didn't know what Guy Fox Day was, let me tell you, friends. I didn't know what that was either. Guy Fox Day is based on this assassination attempt of Protestant King James I, who was um, obviously a Catholic. It was in 1605. So a group of people who just absolutely despise Catholics were like, we're going to kill the king. We're going to prove a point. Excellent. So they made this, you know, little scheme and they named it the gunpowder plot. <laughs> Let's pause for that. I feel like we could have done a better job. Gunpowder plot? It could have been anything. It could have been like the tale of the dragon. I don't know. Something cool. I don't know. But the gunpowder plot? The bear know. crew. The what? The lightning thieves. I don't know. <laughs> Did you say the bear or the beer? The bear. Oh. Yeah, like claw. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so, Instead of gunpowder. What was it? The gunpowder plot. Yeah, that seems... It is kind of fun to say. Say it one time. Gunpowder plot. It's kind of nice. I don't even know what I'm saying. It sounds like I'm going... <laughs> <laughs> like a chicken. <laughs> so anyway, the attempt failed. And one of the group... I'm honestly not surprised. No, I mean, yeah, the name it, of the yeah. plot, I'm not surprised. It's bad. <laughs> so with one of the group got cap- captured. His name was Guy Fox. Okay. He's got um, a cool name, though. Anyway, he was caught with explosives beneath the House of Lords. And although he had all these co-conspirators, he is the only one that really attached itself. Like, his name is the only one that's attached to the plot. Mm -hmm. Which... He also didn't give up any of their... Supposedly he didn't. But everybody else got caught out. You know they did. Yeah. I mean, there's like five people in the whole town. That's true. (laughs) So, Guy Fawkes Day was celebrated mainly by Protestants of Britain as a triumph... Over popery, mm-hmm. which is just, you know, like... Catholic stuff. The Pope. Mm. <laughs> and November 5th became an occasion for anti-Catholic sermons and vandalism of Catholic homes, businesses, and anything related to Catholics. That is insane to me. Insane. So this Guy Fox Day falls after Halloween. Yes, but I mean... But it's really close. It's it. We have Guy Fox Day because of Halloween for some reason. Interesting. And there's a lot of similarities, and this is the one. So, um, on Guy Fawkes Night, when they celebrate it, bonfires were lit. Right. And unpopular figures, mm-hmm. most often the Pope, God bless him, were hanged in effigy while people drank, feasted, and set off fireworks. Very similar to Halloween, except for the whole burning of the Pope thing. Yeah, we don't, I don't. I, don't, I feel like Halloween was a pr- pretty peaceful time. Yeah, I don't, these, these guys took it too far. Yeah, the Puritans got a hold of it and made it real weird. So their children and the poor would go around like house to house, often wearing masks, mm-hmm. pushing an effigy of Guy Fox in a wheelbarrow and begging for money or treats while threatening vandalism if they were refused. So this is trick or treat. Trick or treating. Smell my feet. Give me something good to eat. If you don't, I don't care. Couple down your underwear. Hell yeah. There. <laughs> <laughs> That's Guy Fox Day. Um, I guess people. I don't. I don't see many people pushing wheelbarrows around. So yeah, I don't think that's happening anymore, guys. Sorry about it, but uh, anyway, we moved past it. We stopped celebrating it, 
after the American Revolution. Oh. Because, you know, I guess we're like, let's get rid of that. That seems like bad PR. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah. I mean, don't do not do that. So the rituals of Samhain or Samhain arrived in the United States less than a century later with the displacement of the Irish in 1845 mm-hmm. to 1849. Yeah, during that famine situation. During the potato famine. Yeah. Terrible thing. Terrible. Awful. It really sounded like we don't actually give a fuck. We just said that. No, but I really do. Like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, people were dying. They were starving to death. Yeah. And that's, that just seems wild. But the Irish were largely Catholic and mm-hmm. continued to observe All Hallows Eve, All Saints Day, and All Souls Day, along with the practice of souling. But these festivals are, like by now, were infused with folk traditions, mm-hmm. such as like the jack-o'-lantern and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. The jack-o'-lantern did not start out how you guys think. Traditionally, what do you mean? When you think like, oh guys, we're gonna go carve pumpkins. Let's go to the pumpkin patch. The best pumpkin patch ever. <laughs> um, I want a thirty-five dollar pumpkin. Yeah, it only comes in white or blue. So the jack o' lantern is associated with the Irish folk tale of Stingy Jack. I love this. Hi, that was Stephanie. So, Stingy Jack was a clever drunk and a con man. Me too, you know. I'm really clever. <laughs> You're really not. I know. It's okay. I'm not either. I'm a little stingy. Can I tell the fucking story? Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> so, from the top, Stingy Jack was a clever drunk and a con man who fooled the devil into banning him from hell. But because of his sinful life, he could never enter heaven. Oh, shit. Yeah. You know. That's why you got to be careful with like that kind of stuff. He you know? never listened to Devil Went Down Georgia. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Didn't Looking know what he was soul, supposed to you know. So after his death, he roamed the world carrying a small lantern made of a turnip with a red hot ember from hell inside to light his way. <gasps> Stingy Jack is creepy. Yeah. Also, can you imagine this guy's walking around with a freaking turnip? Oh. Creep. So scholars believe this legend evolved from sightings of will-o'-the-wisp, swamp, and marsh gases, which glowed in the night. Bullshit. That was literally Stingy Jack. That's right? obviously. I'm a, I don't want to hear swamp gas ever again. Okay? You can't use swamp gas as an excuse. That's Every that. time. It's always swamp gas. You saw Bigfoot? That was swamp gas. There's you no alien? swamp around swamp here. Gas. I'm in the desert, ma'am. There's no swamps. So, on All Hallows' Eve, the Irish hollowed out turnips and carved them with faces. They would place a candle inside so that as they went about souling, which was like trick-or-treating or like, you know, handing stuff out, like celebrating their loved ones, like Stephanie said earlier, on the night when the veil between life and death was the thinnest, they would be protected from Stingy Jack. Love that. Because he was like, oh man, they got a turnip too? That's my peeps. Yeah. They also made a shit deal. Yeah. I'll leave them alone. Yeah. But if you look up a traditional turnip jack-o'-lantern situation, mm-hmm. it's kind of sad. Yeah. Yeah. It's a turnip. I mean, you can't do much with a turnip. So when we came, that these folks came to America, obviously we don't have like a large turnip need. Yeah. But we had pumpkins. Mm-hmm. And we just started using pumpkins. And now I love carving pumpkins. I do too. I am not good at it. Yeah. I think it's just the experience. I think it's just fun. Yeah, it is fun. I, I, um, I love all things pumpkin, honestly. I love pumpkin pie. Pumpkin seeds, those are good too. Mm, I hate pumpkin spice. Oh, I love pumpkin. You like here. a pumpkin spice latte? Oh my gosh, I'm basic as fun. Clearly. <laughs> Can't help it. I just, I don't know. Starbucks ruined them for me. Yeah, I thought it was really cool. I didn't know it started with a turnip. 
It kind of made me kind of sad. Yeah. That's all they had. Here's they my turnip. Yeah. It's, it's like the size of a fist. Yeah, they're very small. So I guess they had to put a bunch on the porch. You know, everybody had to have their own little Well, they have like a million family members. That's true. That's true. So in the same vein, I feel like we can talk about the Day of the Dead, which is celebrated in Latin America. Because Samhain and Halloween traditionally all kind of celebrate loved ones that have left us. Or, yeah. So I thought it would be cool to talk about it. So Dea de los Muertos, the Day of the Dead, it's a holiday celebrated on November 1st and 2nd, and it's dedicated to all those people who have passed away in your life that were close to you. Families create offerings to honor their loved ones. They have like these little altars and they're decorated with bright yellow marigolds, photos of lost loved ones, um, even pets. I've seen a couple pet ones, which was really I precious. Like yeah, I thought it was sweet. They put out their favorite foods and their favorite drinks. And all of the offerings are meant to uh, encourage the spirits to come back and visit on those days. And they just, they kind of switched out mourning for a process of celebration. See, that's, man, that's me. Like, obviously it's sad when a family member or loved one passes away. Yeah. But I just like to believe, first of all, they're in a better place. Yeah. And it should be slightly celebrated. Like, you know, their life should be celebrated, not just this one awful thing that happened to them. Yeah. And I think they do, this is a wonderful holiday to do that. And I think that a lot of people take it negatively because they do use like skulls and stuff. But the reason why skulls are special, it's just because they, they are meant to kind of make light of the situation. They put smiles on all the skulls, kind of laughing at death is what it's kind of meant to mean. Like, even though they're gone, they're still here with me. So you didn't beat me. You know what I mean? So I think that's cool. And they decorate their skulls in many different forms. So there can be like little candy skulls. They can have clay decorations. The the face painting is always a big one. You know, everybody paints their face and stuff like that during the festivals. I think it's so pretty too. Like it's so colorful. and And then... The sugar skulls are also painted in place on the altars for their loved ones. So they might be more specific to a loved one. Like you might paint it and decorate it for a specific reason. How would you paint mine? um, I would put horns on it. Mm. And then maybe fangs. Mm. And hair. Because I'm so hairy? Yeah. Just a lot of hair. No, patchy. (laughs) Patchy hair. (laughs) And I would put like uh, Dr. Pepper beside it. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. I'd like that. And I feel like you don't really have a favorite food. It's <laughs> just food. Yeah. <laughs> Put some Oreo cookies out. No, I'm not a big Oreo bitch. I'm not either. Yeah. I only like the inside. Yeah, obviously. I don't like the outside of the cookie. Anyway, so the reason why they use marigolds is because they're so bright and light. And they're meant to light the way for the spirits. Isn't that sweet? That is very sweet. Also, marigolds are kind of native to the Latin Americas. They also symbolize how fragile life can be because a flower dies very easily. And life is fragile, so it can come and go. So I thought that was sweet. Wow. Yeah. Very poetic. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I've got it in me. <laughs> so while Stephanie, I just wanted to play off this for a second. I got one from another... Um, culture region Mm -hmm. whole nine yards you know not from over here Mm -hmm. but uh it's called the king ming festival or in english it is tomb sweeping day so this is like in china hong kong indonesia um places like that over there okay Mm -hmm. it's essentially the same thing so what they do is they go to their family like crypts or tombs or burial sites and they clean up their little spaces i think that's sweet they put candles out and they have dinner and they, you know, they praise their lost one, lost loved ones. And I think that 
That is very nice. Yeah. It's very sweet. I like that a lot of cultures embrace death, not like in a negative way, but like they put a positive spin on it. Where yeah. it's like, and then they honor them, and by honoring them, they're always in their lives. Like you don't ever yeah. have a chance to forget them. Yeah, and I think that's where Halloween was originally. I think that's how we used it. Yeah. I mean, there are some, you know, folklore that there are some beasties that could come out. I mean, and yeah, I love the beasties. You know, yeah. I love that the in betweens are where they can get you. Do you think that's why that you like me? Since apparently I'm patchy, and yeah. covered in hair, with horns and fangs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really glad. I think we're in between. <laughs> the thought of it just like I don't know just a little weird yeah I, I like love to... I love things that are just a little weird yeah I mean obviously I think if you like just like hi I'm normal I'm normal like Spongebob his name he just says hi I'm normal oh cause he wants to be normal because Squidward's like giving him shit about it yeah he erases all his little holes yeah he becomes smooth Ugh, it's, it's very uncomfortable. creepy uncomfortable but you know, we like the weirdness, and Halloween and the Halloween season is weird, and it lets you embrace your weirdness. So be weird. Yeah, we promote the weird. Go out there, a get healthy your funny, weird, your funny costume, give candy treats to children, laugh, have a good time. Bob for apples, not really my thing, but if you want to, sure. Get a suck at it. Yeah, I've never even tried it. I just seems ridiculous. And my face is wet. Mm, wow. Yeah. Carve a pumpkin. Yeah, carve a pumpkin. Don't let the evil spirits in. Stay out of the in-betweens. Go on a hayride. Get scared. Yeah, go get scared. Get the shit scared out of you guys. Yeah, we, we love, love you guys. That. We gotta oh, go. Oh, still leaving. All right, well, that was strange yep. and unusual. Yep. Bye. Okay. Bye, guys. <laughs> Make sure you follow us on our Instagram account, sisterhood underscore of underscore secrets, and our Facebook page, Sisterhood of Secrets. If you would like to share any of your spooky or unexplained encounters, email us at sisterhoodsecrets1 at gmail. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Bye for real.